You are listening to episode 61 of the Take the Reins podcast with Nikki Porter. Welcome, and thanks for stopping by. You're listening to Take the Reins, a weekly personal growth podcast for horse owners. If you're invested in becoming the best version of yourself in all your relationships, both human and equine, this is the spot for you. Through our conversations, you will learn how to become a stronger communicator, leader, and deepen the connection you crave both in and out of the arena. Horses have an awful lot to teach us, yet very little of it actually has to do with horses. They reflect back to you who you are emotionally, physically, and energetically. They are a mirror to your soul, and it is time to take an honest look at who you are and who you want to become. I can't wait to connect with you, so here we go. Hello and welcome to the Take the Reins podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Porter, and I'm so glad that you're here with me today. And I'm glad that I am here with you today because as of last night, this episode was not looking like it was going to happen. And what happened yesterday is actually informing the episode today. And I do feel like I, I've drawn some really good lessons that you will be able to relate to from this experience. So I knew that I needed to be able to uh, to get on and record this episode for you as a result. So I'm going to get right into it because uh, it, it's probably not going to be an overly long episode, but I hope that it offers you the value that I think it will. And, uh, and it also allows me to be able to move on with my day in order to get myself feeling a little bit closer to, uh, to a hundred percent, which I'm very far from a hundred percent right now. So I'll give you a little context here. So yesterday I was riding along and, uh, I was just loping around the warm up pen we were going to be having penning practice, and I'm normally in the judge's booth, but yesterday morning I was just riding a client horse uh, for the morning before I hopped into the judge's booth, and I was loping along, and I actually was thinking about how nice everything was feeling, which is kind of funny because about two seconds later, I felt something just kind of drop in my hip area. And I was in immediate pain and couldn't put weight on my feet and my stirrups. So I kind of like pulled her up and I adjusted myself a little bit thinking, oh no, it's, it's not, you know, as bad as it feels right now. It's going to go away. And I should have known based on my history, um, with my body (laughs) and needing to be put back together that, uh, I probably should have just got off right there. But I just, I like sat for a minute, took some deep breaths wishful thinking, all that stuff. And then I walked off and I tried putting myself back into a trot and I had to call a friend over and have her take the horse and I hopped off and I ran home and thought, oh, I'll just take some muscle relaxers and it'll be fine. So I took the muscle relaxers, came back and decided I would judge for the day. And uh, it was definitely like, I think I probably knew 
um, throughout the day that it wasn't a muscle relaxer job. <laughs> so I could definitely feel there was something that was shifted um, in my like pelvis area, uh, which is something I'm familiar with uh, after having given birth to my daughter, actually separated my pelvis um, about two weeks after she was born. So I've dealt with pain before and and you know like had an incident where I've had to like go to the hospital because of it this just kind of felt a little different and I think I was banking on wishful thinking more than anything else that uh, it was just gonna go away and so last night I came home and and uh, it actually escalated to some pretty severe pain and I had a friend come over and you know use her TENS machine and and try to help me out but um right now I'm kind of at the point where, you know, I'm, I'm going to have to go in and see what's going on and see a doctor. And I have an osteopath appointment who, uh, who has done an incredible job with me in the past. Uh, I see an osteopath in Moncton. I haven't seen her since, uh, since Blake was like probably a month old because she, uh, she helped me so much then and, and things have gone so well between then and now. And, So anyway, I'll go back to her on Thursday, but the whole point of this episode is not to tell you about all my aches and pains, I promise you, Um, but it's really to tell you the lesson um, that I've been reflecting on as a result of my aches and pains and as a result of, um, you know, my life really taking a very quick shift and people around me saying like, okay, let's, let's slow things down. Let's get you rested. And, and really recognizing the importance of taking care of, of my body when, when it's telling me there's something going on or something wrong. And then I started reflecting on like, how does this show up for our horses and how can this, in this situation help inform my work with my horses and help me um, work with them from a uh, a more empathetic and compassionate mindset. So I was really thinking about like yesterday, <laughs> you know, I would have bucked someone off today if somebody decided that uh, that I was going to be worked. I would buck someone off. Like I would not be physical or physically able to be pushed to do anything. Um, and if, you know, if any horse... I know I've seen some extreme cases of horses all of a sudden bucking or all of a sudden, you know, offering these behaviors that seem out of character for them. And I'll tell you, if if their pain is anything like the pain that I was experiencing last night, um, that 100% feels justified. <laughs> and uh, And it just makes me feel like those times that our horse changes their behavior dramatically and uh, they get pushed through it, it just reminds me of you cannot train through pain. And, you know, I don't know what I'm dealing with here, whether I'm dealing with um, a nerve thing or something just slipping and and touching something it shouldn't or whatever. But um, I'm telling you that if this was a if this was a horse and they were experiencing this pain without a rider and then a rider was put on, um, it just makes me really reflect on, you know, what does physical pain do for me? And then to ask you, my listener, what does physical pain do to you? So when you are in, um, you know, I, I think of the meme actually where, uh, 
where it's the the person says like how much pain are you in and the writer says like a normal amount of pain and they're like the normal amount of pain is no pain so if your normal amount of pain is not no pain like myself then uh, then you can relate to this but like when you're in in a abnormal amount of pain where something is you know something's not right um and it's you could even look into like chronic pain syndromes um, where pain is there on a regular basis. Uh, it's it's an opportunity for us to really reflect and say like what what do I how do I respond to um, to pain in my own body? What does it change about me? Um, am I less patient when I'm in pain? Do I get overwhelmed more easily when I'm in pain? Um, for myself, I know that I, I started avoiding movement as soon as it started. I knew that it was going to aggravate more. And so I started avoiding movement. I became, um, pretty tense in my body and I started anticipating the pain. So all of those things. And I think of, of horses that are being worked through pain. And the next time I see my horse's behavior change, I'm, I'm in this mind frame anyway, where I really have tuned into my horses, whether that be my own or client horses or other people's horses, where I'm looking and saying, um, does this look like it's as a result of pain? And I really want um, to make sure I honor my horses and and show up for them and let them know that uh, that if it is a physical issue, I'm, we're gonna get it sorted out before we go back to training. So that is somewhere I'm I'm at, but it's kind of just gives me an opportunity to really reflect on you know why I respond the way I do to pain, and then it allows me to just show up even more compassionately and understanding. Uh, or with better understanding for my horses when uh, when I see that they're going through something that looks like it could be physical pain. The other um, the other part that this or ma- other thing this made me think of was when uh, when you don't feel seen or heard. So I know in the past when I first started experiencing my uh, my back going out or things like that. I didn't always feel like the people that were around me quite understood how I was feeling. Um, because when you, when you're, when you don't have something broken, when you don't have something physical to show the pain that you're in, then often it feels like, um, like unless you're in extreme, extreme pain that you can't do anything that people can't see it and they can't understand it. Um, and so I felt that way in the past and like let's just let's take the physical pain out of here for a second altogether let's just go to not feeling seen or heard by someone so leaving physical pain behind you are just on an emotional level someone is not seeing or hearing you like how does how do you respond to that and then how can you allow though that reflection to uh, inform your horsemanship and inform the way that you work with your horse because oftentimes our horses are not feeling seen or heard and then um, and then there's a blame game and we get we label them and and we um, we try to like figure out what they're uh, what they're going through we want to just call them you know this or that name instead of really uh, questioning and saying okay if I 
if I am interacting with someone and I'm not feeling seen or heard, what do I do? Do I shut down? Do I become defensive? Do I become uh, overly reactive? I know for myself, if I feel like someone is not hearing me, it depends on uh, the other things that are happening in the system. It depends on like uh, where I am emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually at the time. But sometimes I will shut down and sometimes I will become very overreactive to that person and actually... I contribute to a lack of productive conversation because of that that feeling of not being seen or heard. So when I reflect on my own responses to, uh, to that experience, then it allows me to show up better for my horses and to ensure that I am making them feel seen or heard. And when I mean making them feel seen or heard, I show up with them with I show up for them with that intention that and I will say to my horses I see you. So if my horse is cranky when I go to put on the saddle or I have a little horse right now who uh, she goes home to her owner this weekend or this weekend coming but I said to Mike uh, I think it was 2 days ago when I started tacking her up she started looking over her shoulder and I said to him, she's ready to go home. She needs a mental and physical break. She needs to go out to the pasture for some time off because she's giving me these signs. And I literally said to her, <laughs> which sounds a little crazy, but I said to him and her, I said, like, I see you. And I know that that you're tired of work right in the arena right now. So we did change things up for her. And we've been working cattle more often in order to really... Um, change up her ride we can't go ride on the trails because they're so mucky so wanted to make sure that she uh, she saw that I saw that she was getting tired of just doing this ring work Um, and so then it actually informed our choices around how she was being worked and uh, you know if your horse is presenting some things to you then sometimes all they need from us is just an acknowledgement. And when that, when we have that acknowledgement, it actually just allows us to slow things down, both for them and for us. Uh, and it allows us to just work with them from a bit of a, a kinder place and, uh, and a less reactive place. Because it when we slow down, we can find that pace and feel that we need to have a clear communication no matter what they're telling us. And then the last thing that it brought up for me, and actually I've been thinking about this a lot over the last about week and a half because I had a text from a good friend of mine and uh, it was, I'm actually going to find it and read it to you because it was so good. And I've really thought about it um, in terms of when I'm working with my horses and then I've thought about, okay, well, what does it look like for my horses. How does this show up for my horses? It is confusion is both the barrier and the accelerator to moving forward. So he just sent that and, uh, and then said, that's the thought, my thought for you to think about for the day. And unfortunately, no, not unfortunately, fortunately, it actually spurred me to think about it for days and days and uh, and I've kind of landed on a few things about that because I think through my personal growth journey, I have really uh, changed my relationship with confusion 
And I think that it really does come down to mindset when, uh, when I think about it. But when we look at our relationship with confusion, before you really start to see if you can change your mindset, it's interesting to look and see, you know, honestly, right now at this given moment, what, what do I do when I become confused? And this can be with your horses or without your horses, but um, I'm going to talk about it with horses right now because I think that, uh, that we can all relate to this. So when I become confused, then, you know, do I get mad or get I, do I get frustrated? Uh, when I get mad or frustrated as a result of confusion, do I give up? Or do I use the times where I become confused to really search for answers? And then the other question, if you are someone who has a healthier relationship with confusion, where it allows you to become more curious and allows you to seek help and ask questions, how long do you search for answers for? Because I think of, of how... You know, sometimes we're working our horses on the ground and I'm, I'm going to go to trail obstacles for a second. So I think about working a horse on the ground and uh, and working a particular trail obstacle that they're unsure of or they're let's say they're unsure of how to navigate. So they're not necessarily frightened of it, but they're unsure how to navigate it. And, you know, we're asking them and asking them and we just stay in the asking process going through um, kind of a pressure release process where we say, okay, no, I don't want you here, uh, and release when they're trying in the right direction. And, you know, that process can take some time, quite some time for some horses. And we, you know, if we know what we are looking for from the horse, it's easier for us to stay in it. And we expect our horses to be able to stay in that, that realm of confusion until they land on the right answer. Um, but if you can think of, if you were confused, let's say someone was bringing you to an obstacle and you were unsure how to navigate it, how, how short is your fuse? How long are you going to stay in that state of confusion um, without landing on the right answer and without, uh, without somebody taking that pressure on before you blow up, before you become defensive before you become overreactive. Um, I think that is a really interesting question that we can all ask ourselves and become really honest about in order to help us understand why our horses respond the way they do to us, especially if they're not receiving a release on their thought or at least the slightest try in the right direction. If they're only getting the release when they land on the exact thing you're looking for, um, then it's going to take longer before you can offer that release. And then it's going to create this, uh, this confusion for longer. And then, you know, as a result, you might get some, some, uh, different behaviors. So I think it's really important that we use these questions to help reflect on, okay, how do I respond in these situations? How do I, I am, I am someone who is, I have the ability to think rationally. I am in charge of my thinking and my emotions. I have control over my thinking and my emotions. And yet I still respond in defensive ways. I still shut down. I still overreact when these situations happen, unless I work on myself and teach myself how to think through pressure and teach myself 
how to get curious and look for solutions. Um, that's all very important. So when we're working with our horses, if we start to see these behaviors in our horses, we start to see our horses shutting down. We start to see our horses becoming overreactive rather than just labeling them as uh, numb or dumb or, um, or crazy. It's a really, um, it's an opportunity for us to really question and say, what is causing this behavior? What's causing them to shut down? How can I clear things up for them? If it is a physical issue, then, you know, who can I have that can be a part of my horse's team that can help them get through this physical issue, uh, whether that be the vet, the farrier, the chiropractor, the massage therapist, whoever it might be. And then if it is a matter of an emotional response where they're either confused or they're not feeling seen or heard, then um, it's an opportunity for us to be able to slow down and to teach them how to think their way through pressure, not in a sense of I'm going to add all this pressure and you need to take it, but in a sense of I'm going to show you um, how pressure can help you find the right answers uh, in an informed way. And so that's really what I've been thinking about over the last, um, over the last, you know, few, few hours is the physical pain thing. Um, but few days for the confusion piece is what is my relationship to confusion? And I want you to get super honest about that question. And, uh, for myself, I, it depends on where I am again, going back to like, you know, we, there's a lot of different things that attribute to, to our responses. So if I'm at a place where I'm getting a little overwhelmed, so if I, I look at the, um, at how pressure feels in my body, if, if I'm, if I'm confused and I haven't, I don't have a buildup of pressure, then that confusion will, for me, it will cause me to ask questions. It'll make me curious. It'll it'll make me look to uh, to really either ask the horse questions, ask myself questions, or seek help elsewhere. Um, but if I have had added pressures to the day and I haven't dealt with those, if let's say I'm in physical pain, or let's say um, I have a situation that I haven't dealt with and it's causing me some uh, internal stress. And then, you know, let's say my horse gets hurt at the same time. So I'm getting these building pressures, internal building pressures and external, then my response to confusion might look very different. My response to confusion might be that I, um, that I have a huge overreaction and then, um, it offers me an opportunity to reflect. So I hope that this helps you just be able to say, Okay, how do my behaviors inform, better inform how I respond to my horse when they're offering me, offering things that I um, am not necessarily looking for, uh, behaviors I'm not looking for, uh, and instead of attaching labels to those behaviors, start getting curious about, okay, what could be causing them? How can I help them work through it? If this was me right now, how would I want someone else to show up for me? And think about that and then show up for them that way and see if that helps. Uh, I am going to... Uh, 
go and see if I can figure things out with my own self. So I have an osteopath appointment booked for Thursday, but I think I'm going to have to go in and and uh, see a doctor and see what's going on. I had to cancel my riding lesson for today. And that uh, breaks my heart a little bit because uh, I've just, I've been enjoying riding my horse so much lately. And uh, I know that if you are a horse person and you have had an injury, you can relate to this. It's like sometimes I'm not even crying because of the pain. I'm crying because of what the pain is stopping me from being able to do. And uh, I can't wait to get back in the saddle and I can't wait to get all of this sorted out. And uh, I will continue to have this situation um, teach me lessons versus really hold on to what it's stopping me from doing and and become frustrated because um, I know there's more lessons in this somewhere. (laughs) So anyway, I hope you have a fantastic week. And um, if you have... Any, I should, I should finish off with this because um, I think I forgot to do it in one of my last episodes, but if you have heard anything about the Aware Horsewoman program that both Beth Killo and I co-teach, I, I just want to let you know that the May or the spring session opens up May 1st. And so if you're interested at all, then touch base with me. You can email me, Nikki at NikkiPorter.ca or um, or PM me on Instagram, Nikki Porter Coaching, and uh, I can tell you all about it. I can tell you right now that it we finished our last session and it was powerful. And not only do you have the six-week program where you learn and begin to be able to apply the natural leadership model that uh, Beth Killo so brilliantly teaches um, to both your life with horses and outside of horses. You get to connect with like-minded horsewomen. Uh, When I think of being seen and heard, oh my gosh, I feel like that was one of the most valuable pieces of the program that we just completed because I feel like for the first time in a long time, some of these women were feeling seen and heard. And I think it's such an important part of our human experience. And uh, it really allows us to be able to show up that way for our horses. But beyond that, Beth and I also have created a integration program. So at the end of the six weeks, if you found that it was very valuable, Uh, and you don't want it to end because that is what happened. We had quite a few women who were, uh, we were finishing the program and they didn't want to, uh, to have it be over because they were feeling the support that they needed in order to have the growth that they were looking for. And so we created an integration program, which is a monthly program where you get continued support from both Beth and I and the other women who, uh, who decide to join that have been through the program. So it really allows you to take the information that we're teaching, integrate it into your life, get coaching and, uh, and ask questions and be able to continue to connect to the people that you feel seen and heard from. So that's it. Uh, again, if you're curious at all, touch base with me in the next uh, couple weeks and we can get you registered for the Aware Horsewoman Spring Session. And I look forward to hearing from you and I hope you have a great week. Talk to you soon. Well, 
that's it for today. Thank you for choosing to spend your time with me. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, please leave a review and share it with your friends. To learn more about me and what else I have on the go, skip on over to NikkiPorter.ca. Thanks again for listening, and we'll connect again next week. Until then, remember, you have the power to take the reins and live the life you've always wanted. You just have to step into the arena with an open heart and an open mind. Thank you.